listeners. Thanks again for tuning in to Sin's Workshop. I hope you're all having a wonderful day. So, today we're going to be talking about Capturing the Devil by Carrie Maniscalco. This is the final book in the Stalking Jack the Ripper series. And I gotta say, it was excellent. Um, I did have some issues with the storytelling. And that's only because it does have kind of a slow start to it. Um, this is historical fiction as much as it is mystery thriller. And if you are a true crime aficionado, then you know all about H.H. Holmes, um, also known as The Devil in the White City. And the title, the cover, it gives it away. It's World's Fair. She's in Chicago. Women are going missing. Three guesses who it is. It's The Devil in the White City. It's H.H. Holmes. You already know who the bad guy is in when you're getting into it, right? And I did like it, but again, it was pretty slow paced, especially because Audrey, she's in America, right? She's in America now, and she can't stop thinking about the body she found in the trunk that matched Jack the Ripper's murders from the first book. So the story is a little slow paced because it's in the, it's in the back of her mind, especially with her pending nuptials to Thomas. I I think this is my only pet peeve of this book is the whole thing that happens with Thomas. He's suddenly betrothed to someone else, and this person crashes the wedding, and it's just like. I feel like Maniscalco really wanted to write their wedding scene, but kind of forgot, oh, hey, I have a whole rest of a book I need to write. Let's not put these two together just yet. And she kind of threw in this kind of plot twist, but it came out of left field. And I don't know, maybe it's been a while. It has been a while since I've read the la- the previous novels in the series, but for me, they still feel very fresh in my mind, you know? I will say that about Money Scalco's writing. She, it stays with you. Her writing does stay with you. It's memorable. And this one as well, it's memorable. But I feel like that scene itself, with the whole wedding and Thomas's sudden betrothal and his father trying to undermine him at every turn, it just came out of left field and it was a little distracting and just felt a little disjointed uh, regarding the other plot. And I will say this, at least Audrey's uncle does question like, are we only here in Chicago because you guys wanted to run away? Because if so, I'm not having that. Because, you know, they go to Chicago, you're seeing the pieces at work, why they went to Chicago. But even you as a reader, you're just like, okay, this is a bit of a stretch. Why are you suddenly in Chicago? Like it didn't, it didn't flow that well up to that point. You know, it's like, why are you in Chicago? I see your mind at work. I see why you've come to this conclusion, but it's still, it seems like such a big stretch. And if you know these characters, you know, they're very methodical. You're, they're very logical. They're very thoughtful. They are witty characters. So it just felt a little disconnected like Money Skalko really wanted to just get to Chicago already. She wanted to just write that part of the story and she had to get from point A to point B but she wasn't really sure how to get from point A to point B and that's where she kind of lost me a little bit. 
Now, once she's in Chicago, this story moves at a lightning pace, and it has such a good rising tension, it has such good plot development. You as the reader, you know. I mean, again, you know H.H. Holmes, you know the murder hotel, you know everything that happened with the World's Fair. You are heightened and aware of every single thing that happens in the book, and you're just like, oh my god, is this going to be it? Is this going to be the moment she faces H.H. Holmes? And I thought that was really incredible. You know, it's really high stakes. It's really engaging for the reader. I was here for it. And I absolutely loved it. And you know what I loved so, so, so much about this? How it connects to the first book. Money's Gokul just went full circle here and tied up the series in such a neat little bow. And for me, it was just like everything I needed and everything I wanted <laughs> to see the circle, the story come full circle, circle, absolutely loved it. But then you also have, um, good characterization. It's really important that after four books, your main character is still developing. And even here, she's still developing. She has to deal with some new insecurities, like her limp from her injury from the first book. And she has to deal with a lot of her old injuries, too. Uh, not old injuries, old insecurities. But more than that, she's reading her brother's book. And again, she's kind of a mortician. She likes dissecting bodies. So oftentimes she does question, like, do I like empathy? Am I just like my brother? Do I have the capacity to be a serial killer? You know, there's such a strong sense of inner turmoil that adds to her depth as a character and it makes her relatable to the reader because she's dealing with all these insecurities and she's dealing with all these doubts and she has to look within herself to comfort herself and I think that that's very important for her characterization to continue to be growing after all these time after all these books and facing these insecurities and growing past them and I mean honestly she is smart as a whip she is so clever. She is so witty. I love her so much, Audrey Rose. <laughs> She's an intelligent, strong-willed woman. And in this time period, you know, it's hard to find people who respect highly intelligent women. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, despite my misgivings for, I guess that first quarter of the book, you know, pretty much everything up until I go to Chicago, um, I'm a little iffy about, like, I like it, but I'm also, eh, could have done without it, um, despite that, I still love the book, uh, I have to give it four out of five stars, I do think it's really well written, it is memorable, it has good character development, lots of inner turmoil, inner tension, and overall external tension for the story, and that scene, ooh, that final scene against you know, it's R.G. Rose versus H.H. Holmes. I was just like, yes, this is amazing. This is awesome. You show him, girl. <laughs> that was pretty much me. So, yeah, uh, four out of five stars. If you want to purchase the book, I will include links in the description of the podcast for where to purchase. And on that note, I hope you all will continue to support me by liking this podcast, sharing it with all your book-loving friends, and subscribing. You can also become a supporter on Buy Me a Coffee or Anchor FM, my recording platform. Hope you all have a great rest of your day, and as always, happy reading.